us, as so has most of the world, unfortunately, during this pandemic. But we are back. And if you enjoy all things equine, you know this is most definitely the place to be. We're rekindling America's love affair with a horse one Saturday at a time. So we have been gone for yes. about two months. Yes. And been busy. That's pretty And life mildly. has taken over. Yes. And we are finally back. And it's great. It's great to be back. I love it. It's awesome. But we've been very busy horsey-wise and everything else-wise. Well, I am just glad that you finally gave in to our listeners who kept emailing us going, where have you been? I've listened to the last show six times. I need new content. Exactly. Well, we've had many cat litters (laughs) (laughs) and horses and lessons and et cetera. No, we've actually been doing really well. Thankfully, um, we have, knock on wood, avoided most of the COVID controversy. That's true. See, that's that's what happens when you're an introvert, as a horse person normally is. When you're an introvert, you try to avoid those situations that would... uh, But I tell you, you. it was tough. Uh, We had a lot of lessons canceled, getting calls at the last minute that they've been exposed to COVID or have COVID or saw COVID or watched it on TV or or something. Everyone knows this. This is just, it's, I hate to say this, but this has become our new norm. I know. But I do feel like a superhero though when I go to the grocery store. Why is that? Because when I forget my mask, I'm I'm already already to the door. I'm like, dang, I forgot my mask. And I have to go back (laughs) because like a superhero, I got to get my mask and put it on before I go. Because no one can know who you are. You know what? That is kind of, you know, it is nice and sense because the only thing you have to do is like for women we only have to put eyeliner on (laughs) you You don't have to put any makeup on nothing from the nose down down. that's why you have that stripe going across the center of your face pretty much but it does save on makeup cost that's true that's true now we have a really special sponsor for this show Yes, we do. You want to tell the listeners who that yes, is? Yes, we have Dr. Garrett Schwinghammer. <laughs> I love saying his name. You know, he's actually our number one uh, chiropractor. We just love him. Yeah, he see, you know, he takes care of, I would probably say, a good 40% of the riding students that come here and their families. It's Healing Arts Chiropractic in Wapiton, North Dakota. And Dr. Schwinghammer has a special affinity for horses. I mean, his family's grown up with horses. And he knows how a rider needs to ride. And I tell you, he has helped me immensely. All of our students that have gone to him same thing. He listens and very comprehensive. I hate his check-in, and he knows this. I hate his check-in. <laughs> you go in there, and you yeah, wait, always... We're supposed to be thanking him for his help, you know, not th- telling what we don't like about it. No, it's alright. I get it. He's just like, he's very thorough. He's too thorough. Because you go in there, and I do hate his check-in. You have to check in, and you have to say where it's been, and how it's feeling, and da-da-da. And I'm like, really? But you know what? When it comes at the end of the day, I'm fixed. Yeah. So, so there is a method to his madness. I guess it works. It's a little frustrating, but it does work. So if you're walking a little funny, feeling a little sore, and you want to just get your bones and everything adjusted with somebody who knows what they're doing, give Healing Arts Chiropractic in Wapiton a call at 701-591-2727. Yes. So it's Dr. Garrett Schwinghammer of Healing Arts Chiropractic. And we also want to thank them. They donated a round pen last year to Hoof Beats for Healing, which okay. is fantastic. We got a lot of use out of it. Uh, we have more year, more this year as we well. We have more use this year. And then this year, they surprised us by donating again. We were putting in a brand new uh, 220 by 130 foot outdoor arena. Right. So that we have another um, area to do therapy and stuff plus barrel training and all those and other 4-H, things which is and nice 4-H. and that, so actually we were talking about that and how he's like well how can we be more 
how can we give more so that we have more lessons, more writing lessons? How can we do a scholarship type thing for more lessons? I said, well, what we're really lacking is we do need to have an area to we do this. Space. We need more space because we have the indoor, which is great when the when the weather is bad, but we do need more space. And so, thankfully to his group, the Healing Arts Chiropractic, they did rally, and now we're going to be able to work on getting an outdoor space. Right. They um, we had an anonymous donor who mm -hmm. wants to remain anonymous last year that donated the uh, upright posts in the form of railroad ties. Mm -hmm. So we have those, but we had been scrambling trying to figure out where to come up with the railing. And Dr. Schwinghammer and his group uh, donated the money to pay for the majority of the railing. We're still a little bit short, but we are so close to it right now that it is a fantastic thing that they did this year. So another big thank you to Healing Arts Chiropractic Dr. Garrett Schwinghammer, this is going to make for a great spring. I know, Laura. Why don't you give out their uh, contact information one more time? Sure. It's Dr. Garrett Schwinghammer of Healing Arts Chiropractic in Wapaton, North Dakota. They're on 709 Dakota Avenue, Suite B, Wapaton, North Dakota, 701-591-2727. You know, Laura, spring is in the air. I can hear it. I mean, it is starting to get warmer. And I hear birds. Yes, and so. according to the weather forecast, now, you have to understand, we are in northwest Minnesota. So we are excited because for the next 10 days, according to the extended forecast, we are going to be in the 40s. I know, 40s to us is like... Tropical. Well, yeah, you put on your shorts. Yeah, it's just, it's fantastic. We had one cold day at the beginning of the week. Yeah, we were a little upset about that. And we got through that. Monday. Yeah. And now we're at the end of the week, and we're looking forward to the rest of the forecast. I know this is great. And getting back to riding and doing all the other things like that. Yeah, I know it's it was it's a little, it gets a little tough, you know. All of us across the country, actually, this um, last month there was a, there was a pretty good little bit of cold snap throughout the entire United States. Oh so yeah, we all Texas felt, went dark. <laughs> I think that was fantastic. I was I was laughing, and it's I should, not fantastic. I it's shouldn't sad. I shouldn't laugh, but I mean they're like. Ooh, it got to negative six. We're like, try it negative get, 60. It didn't get that low. It no, barely they did. got to freezing. No, they did get a negative. I We talked to Jan, yeah. who's one of our friends down there. And she says, it got to negative six last night. We thought we were going to die. And oh, I'm like... And I got a call from my cousin yeah? that says, my pipes are frozen. What should I do? I knew I would call you because you would know what to do. I'm serious. And it's like, I know, I, I feel they're not used to it at all. No. Because, I mean, literally... No, it's like culture shock. I mean, literally, like, Texas does stop. If yeah, it's and the entire state three went days, dark three for three days, days. Three days, but yeah, no. And um, I, you know, our, our thoughts do go out to the people because I know there are still some people that are waiting to stop boiling water well, and to get everything back together. They did have some rolling blackouts. That was due to the, you know, the electric grid that they right. had. And we did see some of that all over the country. Right. So kind of, um, so your, your preppers are like, we're ready for this. But spring <laughs> is in the air. So yeah. we're doing good. We're, we're looking and forward to it. And with that, keep your eyes out. We've got some new fundraisers coming up that we're going to be announcing on the next couple shows for Hoofbeats for Healing. Uh, we're going to be doing a virtual 5K run. Oh, that's good. And some other stuff. And we're really keeping our fingers crossed. We're waiting to hear uh, here in Minnesota if they are going to lighten up the COVID restrictions because thankfully and uh, thank God that the uh, COVID incidences and especially the deaths from COVID are way down right now in Minnesota from where they were. And so hopefully we've rounded that corner and we're going to get back to be able to do stuff face to face. Yeah, and I am looking at it is very hopeful because I have checked our um, horse show calendars and races um, and uh, jackpots and they're starting to schedule. Right. And we have been contacted. Uh, both Lori and I are 4-H leaders and we run Hoofbeats 4-H out of the farm. 
And we have been contacted by the Wilkin County 4-H about putting on some horse socials each month, right. which again, those would all be in person. So we're hoping to be able to get back to that pretty quick here. Yeah, I know we've been missing that. We honestly have. And you can only do so many things virtually, which is, right. you know, I mean, it's great, but... I'm glad we had something. Well, our relationship improved virtually because you would be downstairs and I would FaceTime you. <laughs> I, yeah, yeah. You know, sometimes virtual is a good thing. Yeah, because my office and our studio is all the way up on the third floor of uh, our farmhouse. And Lori will be everywhere else on the farm. And it's interesting because I don't have great cell reception. So, but I have great internet that we put in here. So I FaceTime her because it goes over the internet. And because I get irritated that he FaceTimes me, I'll usually FaceTime the picture to something that I'm either working on or to an animal that I'm with. Or I so, get to see a lot of ceiling fans. Correct, because I really don't care to FaceTime. <laughs> and I tell her, pick me up, pick me up. No, not yeah, really. I feel put like him, a small child. Pick me up, pick me up. I put you back in my pocket and that's yeah. where you stay. And, oh, we have a new horse that arrived. Yeah. Doc is that's here. That's right, Doc, Doc. Now, Doc belongs to Jessica, well, she's on, he's on loan on to loan. Jessica Miller from and the family Miller family, mm -hmm. from another family member. Um, we got contacted by Deb Miller over the winter that Doc was having trouble keeping weight on, mm -hmm. not because they weren't caring for him or putting food out for him, but because he was low man on the totem pole in a place where all the horses were out in a pasture for the winter. Right, so And he was good. getting shoved away from the food. All right, so now he's gaining weight. He's looking good. In fact, we worked him on last Saturday. Right. And he looks like he's ready to go. I put, you know, Jess up there, and we started working him a little bit just to strengthen him up a bit. And so that's going to be one of her uh, game horses that we're going to work Now, I understand year. that Jessica was complaining because he was a little bony. Yeah, <laughs> it, you know, and I told her to su suck it up, Buttercup, you know. And she's, she's laughing because I have her on the end of the line, right? And she's like, what? Why should I be up here? I said, because you know what? When I was your age, I was the mentee. My mentor was yelling at me and having me on there. So, you know, I'm passing the torch and you too will pass the torch. I guarantee you in 20 years, you're going to be yelling at your little mentee going, just suck it up, buttercup. Just sit there and do it. Well, you know, I got to give a compliment because Jessica's doing really well. Yes. Um, she's getting ready to start giving some beginning riding lessons mm -hmm. uh, to uh, some younger students that are out there. And uh, that's it's all under our guidance and stuff like that. But that's the first step to her being able to do lessons to on her own. Yeah, to solo. And that's actually what's really important um, with our horse industry today. We cannot forget our youth. If we do not build our trainers, if we do not build them from the ground up, we're going to have nothing. So it's very important, even when you know, you're growing up, to mentor with someone. You must mentor with someone because you can only learn so much, again, virtually. You need to be in that situation. She has been underneath my fire for a couple years now, and it's important that we do try to bring our young trainers up. I think that's very important. Yes, it is. And speaking of that, you know, and, and we're focusing right now sort of on the Miller family. You have Danielle Miller, who's really stepped it up. That's Jessica's younger sister. I mean, she's doing really well, yeah. taking care of the barn. She's now at a position where she can take care of and feed the horses on her own, mm -hmm. which is phenomenal. And then you have Tyler, who's like my little maintenance man. Uh, he goes around here, drives that tractor. We came in the other day. After we had our last little bit of snow, thank you, Jessica, for wishing for that, by the way. Yeah, she has a habit of wishing for she snow. She wishes for snow and it happens. Yeah. But I came in thinking to I myself. I haven't ever wished for, you know, like money and stuff. Yeah. You know, I came in here thinking we had about an inch, inch and a half of snow, and I was going to have to move it 
to make it easier to get on the driveway. And we came in from being in town, and Tyler's already here and out there on the tractor moving snow around. I, so I think, he's been a big help to me. I think what that also says is this goes back to grassroots and, and et cetera. And I'm seeing that. That is one good thing, though, that COVID has done. Honestly, it has kind of brought a lot of families together. And I think that's important. People have started to have suppers together again. People started to have more communication because they're that's kind of, because you're stuck in you're the same stuck house. in the same house, so you were forced to do it. But I was just having a conversation with one of my riding um, mothers, the mother of a riding student, this last week, and she said the same thing I did. When we all come out of this. We're not going to do it as hard as we did before. You know, I mean, we literally had like meeting after meeting every week, every weeknight. You know, you were had your kid going to this sports thing, that sports thing, this thing. And and it was every day was just so crowded and then you never saw each other. You know, and what we learned from this is we don't need all that. I think it was a little bit too much. So if anything, it kind of gave us a pause. And you got to take life. Everything happens. This is at least my mantra. Everything in life happens for a reason. And we're going to learn from it, whether good or bad. And I think a lot of people realize, you know what, family is very important. And teaching some basic skill sets to your children is also important. And that's kind of what, you know, we've done to, with all of our, you know, the, we call it our kids, who show up here. They each learn a skill set, and they can carry that on to their own life. And they're all doing really, really well. Sam has been here three days a week, and he's doing a he's great job. He's knocking it out of the park. Yeah. I mean, they're all knocking it out of the park. If it wasn't for those four kids that we just mentioned, Sam, Jessica, Danielle, and Tyler, I don't think we could have made it through the winter this year. No, they did They did really good. They stepped it up, and we appreciate their families also allowing them and supporting them to do such right. a thing. I mean, their families did a great job, because I know it's tough on the families having them here right. all the time, but it has helped us out immensely. And the kids have done amazing with their equestrian skills. But I find that we're doing homework now. I know, we're helping them with homework. <laughs> How did we end up doing homework now? And you know what? I this, thought we were this, done. This common core math. Bleh. Yeah. Okay. No, new math is crazy. Yeah. We bleh. can do a whole show just on new math. Ugh. You know, Lori, the other thing that's kind of interesting is even though we haven't really put out a podcast in a couple months, mm-hmm. I've been watching the analytics. Yes. And we need to welcome some new people because we've been picking up a lot of new listeners. See what happens? Listening to older shows. That's good. You know, and I mean, still right now <clears throat> within the United States... Um, you've got um, Minnesota, North Dakota, and Ohio are our top three areas. There you go. Where people are listening to us, but we picked up new new listeners in New Mexico, California, Texas, Arizona, uh, Illinois, Virginia, all over the United States. Good. I mean, it's just amazing. And you know what's really interesting? What is our international listeners are uh, growing? Yes, we which love our I international. Think is fantastic. We have got listeners now in the United States, of course, right. Canada, mm-hmm. Ireland. Australia, New Zealand, Germany, Russia, and our newest listeners are in Singapore. Yes. Do they have horses in yes, Singapore? Yes, they do. In fact, they have a very, um, there is an actual whole group of equestrians in Singapore and in the in the um, Asian countries like that that are really going forward. It's very neat. It's fantastic. Neat to see this, well, you know, Lori, with that, if, with all these new listeners, if they have show suggestions, want to sponsor Hoofbeats for Healing or anything like that, or just have a question to ask you, they can write you where? Lori at hoofbeatswithlori.com. And what's that again? Lori at hoofbeatswithlori.com. Well, you know, Lori, with that right now, we're going to take a short break, let our advertisers have some time on air. And when we come back, we have got some neat topics in this show. We have um, equestrian dating. 
No. We're going to talk about, because spring is in the air. That's right. So got love date. is in the air. Love is so in the air. So we're going to talk about dating the equestrian. Yeah. I am an expert at that. You've been doing that for I've how many years? I've been doing it for over 26 years. Now, how do you feel about that? I'm not sure yet. The, <laughs> the jury's still out. And then we have a listener question that's entitled, I think my horse has selective hearing. <laughs> I know mine does. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. At Rich Liano Farms Training Center, we work with you and your horse to make what you want easy for your horse to understand and to help you achieve your riding goals. Our training methods are proven by our clients' successes. We don't do gimmicks. We build a solid foundation. Horse training and riding lessons are available and taught by a United States Equestrian Federation horse judge, clinician, and trainer. Visit us on the web at alwayshorses.com or call us at 218-557-8762 to schedule your horse training session or riding lesson at Rich Liano Farms today. When we change the way we look at things, things change. Introducing equine-assisted physical and psychotherapy, available at Rich Liano Farms and partnered with licensed therapists Ashley Thompson and Danae Hagenson. Equine-assisted therapy is on the forefront of the most successful treatments used to improve all levels of mental well-being, including PTSD, autism, trauma, children and family conflict, as well as helping to relieve the day-to-day stress we all experience in our lives. So whether you're dealing with the loss of a loved one, a traumatic event, or just feeling stressed out, let us show you how a session with one of our therapy horses and licensed counselors can start you on your path to a relaxed and happier you. Most medical insurance is accepted. Contact 218-643-9330 or visit alwayshorses.com to set up your appointment today. Brought to you by Healing Arts Chiropractic, Wapiton, North Dakota, Dr. Garrett Schwinghammer. We're rekindling America's love affair with the horse one Saturday at a time. I'm Lori Richliano, your host, along with my co-host and husband, Victor Richliano. If you enjoy all things equine, you know this is the place to be. Lori, this next segment I'm really interested about talking about. We talk a lot about horses. We talk a lot about their behavior, about how horses heal and all the other stuff like that. But one of the things that we've neglected to talk about in all the years that we've been doing, either the radio show or the podcast, is relationships. Relationships with each other as and, opposed to horses. Yes, and dating within the equestrian world. Oh, yeah, we, we know this one. And... Um... You kind of shake your head when you see a new one come in. <laughs> well, it's kind of interesting, it's, and it's kind of a cute story. I started this, I found a couple articles online that are written uh, naturally by women. There are mm-hmm. very few men that are writing on this topic because they usually run kicking and screaming away. Um, and this article was written by Ashley Harvey. Okay. And I found it in the Heels Up section on online and there's a little expert for excerpt heels from down heels down that's heels it. down but because heels up no heels up no the only time heels that, down that's yeah it. the only time we put heels up is when we're riding side saddle and we want the toe down just okay. so you know all right just well, so maybe you this know this was a side saddle article no i don't think so this is for me heels down ashley harvey and i read through her article and i chuckled through the whole thing because what she's talking about is the first trip to the barn yes that's that first trip when a young lady brings a prospective suitor to the barn to meet the horses, okay? Now, I'm just going to read a small section of this article okay. because I was laughing 
Yeah. So I almost fell on the ground laughing. It is so cute. Okay. Okay. Uh, Ashley went on and wrote. She said, "The first time I brought a boy to the barn, I was 15, which is about right. Yeah. That's usually when it starts. That's when I did it. Uh, because I was young and unable to drive, my parents had already met him numerous times. I wasn't overly close to my trainer at the barn, but I wanted my boyfriend to meet my horse. He also volunteered to video my lesson. Things went smoothly, and the visit ensued." without any major drama. So the visit went great. Right. Now here's where it gets cute. Okay. Later, Ashley goes on to say, later I plugged the camera into the television to watch myself ride. As the video started, everything seemed normal. Just a standard video of myself during one of my lessons. Then the camera zoomed in on my butt. Oh it stayed there and followed my butt around from jump to jump for the rest of the lesson. Oh While I'm not entirely sure that he understood the point of videoing my lesson, it definitely made for an awkward viewing experience with my parents. Yeah, you can imagine how that went over like a, like well, a stone. You know, I can sympathize with the boy. Well, yeah. I mean, because... You're bored out of your mind? I would have probably done the same thing. Yeah, I know. Hey, what's that? Oh, you I know, can zoom in on here to see this. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, no, we've actually seen this a couple times, and... Um, it's kind of it's it's a it's a vetting process you understand because we've seen it with some of our girls who are uh, you know our lady equestrian riders here some of the young ones they've brought their perspective bows here to the barn and unfortunately it doesn't go well not generally um especially when my question to them as I look at them is like, do you like horses? No, not really. Oh, well, you're not going to last. And I walk away. Because honestly, you know, their first love is the horse. Their last love is the horse. I mean, I I joke. And if you're lucky, you have a space in between. Correct. And it's, it's funny because it's like you look at your horse and you look at them and you go, you know what? My horse was here before you and my horse is going to be here after you're gone. So get used to it, buddy. Is that a hint? You may take it as you like <laughs> but see you've learned how to live with that that's you've, true you've learned how to live with it it's 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 one of those things is you never ever ever make make your husband choose between his mother and you right. you never you just don't do that because you know that's a love that they have and that they need it's the same thing you never ever ever make an equestrian choose between her horse and you good never. luck with that never and the thing is guys if you're listening to this podcast because you're sitting there Saturday morning and you're listening with your prospective girlfriend or a person that you want to spend time with because they want to listen to horse podcasts. Suck it up. Um, just a little bit of advice. Add a little learn, Add a little Irish cream to your coffee. <laughs> no, learn how to enjoy whatever part of their equestrian hobby that you can find something that you like. Some guys like to clean and fix tack. If that's what you like, do that. Some just like to video. Make sure you video something other than her butt. That's mm -hmm. not. That's a good, for your private that's viewing. That's for you only. Remember, she's going to show this video to other people. Oh, and also watch your voiceovers. Just saying, because yes. I've heard that as yes. well. You're sitting there videoing, going, "Oh my." Look how gorgeous she looks doing that. Or look at this. Or laughing. Yeah, don't laugh. Don't laugh don't in the video. Laugh. She's going to hear it later. Yeah, don't laugh. And it's going to go bad for you. It's going to go now, very bad. I can speak to these things because I have done all these things. Correct. I have made all of these mistakes. And when you make these mistakes, just show up at the barn with new tack. 
Yes. That's the best way to be forgiven. Yes. A new saddle will fix just about anything. Mm -hmm. And how many saddles do you have, dear? You've made a lot of mistakes over the years. <laughs> needless to say. We have two tack say, rooms. We have two tack rooms, needless to say. That's how it now, works. Speaking of that, there are some equestrian dating pitfalls. Well, yes. And the thing is, you don't, when you're dating somebody and you're looking to have them as part of your life, your horse's life, there are some red telltale red flags that this is not the person for you. Uh, when they come up to you and say, mm, what's that smell? You're like, smell? What smell? The um, <laughs> One of the red flags that you'll get is, but the horse does all the work. Oh, wow. That's... When you hear that statement, that's a red flag. Yeah. When they're telling you that you're not working hard exercising that horse, you're just riding it. The horse is doing everything. At that point, I usually suggest them get a, getting a board and um, give, the, give the horse a little smack in the butt, and let's just see how it works for you. Well, at this point, you can tell because the girl will, at that point, cue the eye roll. Yes. Guys, that's how you know you've made a wrong statement. Because yeah, when those eyes roll, you've said something incorrect. One of the other red flags for the girls is when the guy says, you spend more time with your horse than with me. Uh, yeah. Guys, you need to figure out how to spend time with her with the horse. Stop getting jealous, guys. Jealousy is the... Jealousy, you're out of there. You're just out of there. We'll the, just cut you out. The biggest thing is get used to it. In the reality... Does it get any better, Vic? No. It <laughs> it's a lifelong juggling act. Equestrians will always have to try to manage. You have to manage that time. And for you girls that are out there, realize that the guys do need a little bit more attention. I mean, you maybe, brush the horse. Yeah, well, maybe, maybe you should brush them. Well, or maybe they need to watch some videos with you. <laughs> you know, they, they, they roll their eyes at that. I don't understand. I'm like, you know what? I want to involve you with my horses. Have you seen this new training video? We're like totally jazzed about it. And the guys are like, what? I'm like, no, you need to learn. Well, that's another pitfall <laughs> or another red flag when you hear them say are you really watching horse videos right now of course i mean that's all we're allowed to watch yeah is horse videos. yeah and training and judging videos oh i remember when i you know when i'm like getting ready for like a judge's exam oh or my something. god the the amount of videos that you watch yeah especially it's like you are one of the best judges i have ever seen and i'm not saying that just because it's on the air i truly believe that you could ask anybody that I say that when you're not around. You're fair, you're honest, and you put a lot of effort into it. With that, you've judged a lot of jumping competitions, a lot of dressage, a lot of English pleasure, a lot of what right. every genre that you can think of. But it goes in spurts. Right. You may do a lot of judging of main ring, main ring, on the rail type stuff, and then all of a sudden you get asked to judge a jumping show. And you've got to warm yourself up and again. And you've got to re you refresh yourself. Always. And it is the worst time in my life. <laughs> because all I can sit there and quote what's on the videos, because you will watch the videos on how to judge those correctly and review it over and over Because you have and to, over. you know what? Look, it's bad when the cats hide their heads under the blanket <laughs> to get away from the video. Well, the thing is, is, you know, the 
the shows are paying us for our knowledge and we always have to make sure as a judge that we are refreshed on the newest, you know, if there's a new rule change, etc. So, yeah, we're going to watch those updated videos from our organizations and we're going to educate ourselves and, you know, along the way, we really do enjoy it. I mean, because we wouldn't do this if we didn't enjoy it. So, guess what? We get to watch a little bit more. Yeah, but sometimes it just gets a little bit much. No, it doesn't. I can only watch a movie once. I can't watch the movie several times. Oh, my. I No, and that's funny. I can't... I, regular movies? Mm. Once that's it, horse stuff. Oh, over, over, and over, and over, and over again. It's we awesome. still have stuff on VHS. Oh, I know. I have to have a VHS tape player so that you can watch it. There's some good stuff. That's because I haven't had time to convert it to digital. Yet. Right. There's some good stuff on there. Oh yeah. One of the other red flags is, ladies, when you're in the barn and your prospective boyfriend is standing behind you and you hear, "I can't believe you would touch that." <laughs> now that could be a lot of things. It could be manure. Sheaths, Sheath bloody wounds, mm-hmm. mold, fungus, foreign objects sticking out of appendages. You know, it's like, you guys, you need to offer to help. Well, no, all they have to do is say that, and I guarantee you that we are picking up that object and flinging it at them. Oh, yeah. The the best one is when you're cleaning the sheath of a gelding for oh, the first time. yeah, yeah. That's... And they're looking at it going, I can't believe you're touching that. Watch this. You know, but it's part of taking care of your horse. Exactly. You have to do it. You know, it's not a glamorous job, but those tasks have to be done. Mm-hmm. Guys just don't make those statements. No. One of the other things that you do never, ever, ever say to an equestrian, especially a lady, is, I bet you can't back up and hitch that trailer. <laughs> First of all, guys, 90% of all equestrian women can back up haul turn spin do whatever with the trailer better than most professional drivers and those that can't make sure that they have people around that can do it for them yep it's either do it or you have people who can do it for you so there's your hint guys learn how to go someplace practice hooking up that horse trailer and please go slowly when you're driving with our child in the trailer because that'll also drive us insane we'll kill you we'll literally kill you for if you're speeding with our child in that trailer oh yeah and it's interesting because i have had we have had students that Lori has traveled with and they're driving and they're driving more erratically than they should with the horse in the trailer. A little fast. And Lori has taken those students and put them in the trailer Mm -hmm. and driven them around. And when you realize how much motion is back there, they slow down dramatically. They slow slow down dramatically. Mm -hmm. The other one that you never, ever, ever, ever say is think about all the money we'd have wow. if you didn't have a horse. Wow, wow, wow. That is like, you've just opened World War Three. The response you're going to get, guys, is think about all the money I'd have for my horses if I didn't have to spend it on you. Yeah, what if I just, I'll just do my own thing then, fine. Thank you. You are going to find yourself standing on the curb with a stick. No, that is with never. With a nap, with a, that's, a that's, towel tied to the end that, of it with all your property. Honestly, that one comment... That will strike a... that If you want to start an argument, you start it with that. That is the best one. That Yeah, yeah. that'll start it, and that will... You're, you're in doghouse. The last red flag that we're going to talk about before we end this segment, and it's a very controversial one. Yes. One of the worst things you can do is look at your girlfriend, your wife, your equestrian partner, and say these five 
words. You should give me a lesson. Ooh, I like that. Life will come to an end. Mm-hmm. You know, I teach concealed carry classes, and I teach defensive pistol and self-defense classes, and the number of women that come into my class that are upset because their husbands have tried to teach them to shoot or boyfriends have tried to teach them to shoot is amazing. It is the same way yes, with, horses. with horses. And these women, I can teach them to put rounds on target in a very tight pattern in a matter of minutes. And they will look at me and go, how come my husband hasn't been able to do that for the last two years? Because he's bringing the same thing with horses. When we get a significant other who wants to take lessons from us, the irritants of the day and of the previous day and et cetera, it's like, why can't you listen to me? So sometimes with that, it's best to send them on their way. If they want to learn to ride, fantastic, awesome. Um, why don't you learn somewhere else and then come and join me? That's yeah, it's... Best. Um, Giving lessons to each other, mm. you can give hints. hints and things. I coach Lori all the time. But that's after I, coach I her from ask the ground, you to And coach she asks me. me to say what's going on. If they don't ask you, do not. don't tell them. No. Because you're going to get the eye roll, the head spin around, and if they're going away from you, the head will spin 180 degrees around facing backwards yeah, just looking and glaring at you saying i know that that's what i'm working on right don't offer unless they ask correct let them ask for the help that they want and go from there now with that we're going to end this segment it's probably best and we're going to go on when we come back we have a listener's question which is i think my horse has selective hearing so stay tuned we'll be right back clothing alterations and more for the equestrian make an off the rack or average show jacket extraordinary with custom alterations to your exact size custom tailor your show outfit and look your best in the show ring western hunter showmanship and more all carefully altered to your correct measurements look the part of a champion in the ring with carol's alterations at country cottage crafts 218-557-9224 or check them out on facebook country cottage crafts in kent minnesota Minnesota Gun Class has trained thousands of students to be safe, competent, permit-to-carry holders. In our classes, you will gain the knowledge and skill to keep you and your family physically and legally safe. You will learn how to develop a personal protection plan, handgun basics, how to select a handgun that's right for you, shooting fundamentals, the legal use of force, what to do legally after a violent encounter, and Minnesota carry law. For more information and to register, visit us at minnesota.gunclass.com. That's minnesota.gunclass.com. Welcome back to Hoofies with Lauren. Brought to you by Healing Arts Chiropractic, Wapton, North Dakota, Dr. Garrett Schwinghammer. If you are in love with horses, this is the place to be. But what if you're in love with your boyfriend? Well, then he better love those horses. I'll tell you that, <laughs> you know what? That's it. it goes back to if you enjoy all things equine, the horses, this is the place to be. So you better just like them. Well, in this segment, Lori, we're going to get off of the love connection and we're going to get into our listener questions, okay. which we love. And yes. if people want to ask you questions, they can email you where? Lori at hoofbeatswithlori.com. Which is, we will answer all the questions that we get. And this one is kind of interesting. It um, Let me just read it to you. It says, I think my horse has selective hearing. 
The listener starts off, Hello, I have been listening to your show for some time now. I love the new podcast format. You and your husband are both informative and entertaining. Well, we know you're entertaining. (laughs) And we know you're informative. I better be. So it works really well. One of us. My question is, I saw you both in person when you spoke at the North Dakota Winter Show. Oh, yeah. You gave a talk on cognitive communication, which was very interesting. I have just recently purchased a new horse, and I have begun to train him. He is a five-year-old greenbroke Arabian gelding. I think, um, like my husband, he has selective hearing. (laughs) He can hear a mint wrapper being opened from across across the pasture and across the turnout pen, but when I try to work with him to improve his training, it seems like he is not listening. Can you give me a refresher on cognitive communication and how it works? Thank you in advance. Deborah from Valley City, North Dakota. All I got to say is, yeah, just like your husband. Exactly like your husband. Well, I can hear when that fry pan hits the stove. Exactly. The same thing as he can hear that crinkle. It's yeah. whatever but it is. But I can't hear you when you're carrying that load of laundry out. No, or when I'm you know, yelling at you from outside that I'd like you to open the door so I could bring in the groceries. You're, you're gone. Well, you have a key. Oh, really? A really? smart person would walk up and unlock the door before they brought the packages out of the car. Okay, listeners, what has he just dug himself into? Yeah, this is not so good for him. So how much is that new saddle you want? That's right. <laughs> That's correct. That's correct. Lori's getting a new saddle. Thank you very much. No, um, honestly, it is. They do have selective hearing. They can decide what is most important to them, what means the most to them. So what you need to do is you need to figure it out to make what you want become the most important thing to them so that's one of those trigger type things for instance uh, the crinkling of the wrapper it means a lot to them because they know they're going to get a treat it kind of works on a pavlov dog situation kind of works almost on clicker training type same type of behavioralist that when they hear this they get that it benefits them same thing with your husband when they hear something it benefits them there they are if it doesn't directly benefit them they choose not to acknowledge it Lori, why don't you give Deborah a quick recap on the cognitive communication and why it works? Cognitive communication is basically that we're speaking to the horse in their own language. And the majority of our horse's language is through body language. (coughs) So it's kind of like the same thing when, you know, um, if you watch horses in the pasture, okay? Yeah. Um, They don't yell and scream at each other. No. They don't throw things at each other. The it's posture. body language. Yeah. It's posturing. Posturing. And what has to happen is you have to become that lead horse. You have to make that horse listen to you. The person who, the person or the horse that moves the most feet is the one who's in control. We see this from ponies all the way up to draft horses. If you've got a dominant horse, they're moving other people's feet, other horses. Same type of thing. And we can show, we and I really, really should do a, a video that we do on our one of our our web things is what we really should do. Um, it kind of shows about how when I move a horse's feet, I'm in control. We can do that from lunging. We could do that from on the lead. If I move towards that horse, I want that horse to move away from me. I want them to point in the direction I want them to go, enforce it with my other hand, maybe have a whip in that so that it is basically an extension of my arm, not that I'm smacking the horse. I'm pointing where I want to go. I use the other hand behind that horse to drive it, and then I switch hands. I want them to start to watch me so that they're going, what else do they want them to do? But the biggest deal with cognitive communication 
indication is that you are moving those horses' feet. That if you step towards that horse in a in a position of where you want them to move away, they're going to move away. If they don't, they don't have that respect for you. They are the lead horse at that point. That's right. a pretty much in a nutshell. And the thing is, a good example of this, we talked earlier about Doc. When Doc arrived here, and it's kind of, he, I liked it a lot because uh, he ended up in the stall right next to Missy. Now, the stall where Missy is at, a couple of the bars between her stall and the stall next to it, you know, over time, the walls move around, horses are big, and a couple of the bars had fallen out. So you could actually stick your head through. It was like, it was a, like little a little window. window. Yeah. And when Doc arrived, I thought, oh, man, I forgot. I got to put those bars back up. Mm -hmm. Well, him and Missy became great friends. And they like to touch each other. Yeah. So I've never put the bars back up because it's a safe, it's a big enough opening yeah. that it's safe for them to put their heads in and out and they're not going to get stuck. So I've left it that way. Well, the other day we put Doc out. Missy normally goes out with her daughter mm -hmm. who's in a separate stall in the same barn that Missy is and that would be Barbie. Mm -hmm. They go out together. Well, Doc needed a pasture mate to go out for his turnout so he's not out there by himself so we said well let's turn him out with missy and barbie All right so i had the girls take uh missy and uh, barbie and put them out first and then we entered doc brought him out to the center of the arena and turned him loose and everything went fine it all went fine but doc loves missy mm -hmm. so he was trying to protect missy from barbie oh he didn't want barbie anywhere near really? missy now, Doc is about 23 years old. Yeah. Missy's about, or Barbie's three years old. Right. So I started laughing because Doc is pinning his ears and charging at Missy, or at Barbie, and Barbie takes off running. Mm -hmm. He turns his rear end to kick at her, but never really kicks, or lifts his back feet up. It's all posturing. Right. And he kept moving Barbie's feet. Yes. He took control, took control, took control. Barbie would come back by Missy. He would take control and move her feet and push her away. Mm -hmm. And it was funny because she could outrun him. Yeah. Because she's younger and more nimble. So he's chasing like this old man. It was like me trying to chase the kids around the bar. Pretty much. So the whole moral of the story is, is after a few minutes, because he took control and moved her feet, mm -hmm. Barbie went and stood away from Missy. Okay. While Doc stood next to Missy. Okay. which is what he wanted. He took control. And even when Missy or Barbie had dropped her head to grab some pieces of hay that had been dropped in the arena, all his doc had to do was step forward and she would look up to see what he wanted. All right. So that took control. Again, cognitive communication, move the feet. Well, it's like when you go back to what you were saying earlier, uh, what Deborah was saying earlier about that her horse can hear a um, mint wrapper right. from across the barn or across the pasture. I mean, forever's the same way. Yeah. Okay. Forever stays quiet in the barn. Mm -hmm. Not a noise. I could be out there doing therapy all day. I can be working with other horses, feeding, doing whatever. And the door makes the same sound when it opens. But the difference is your footfalls on the wooden ramp mm -hmm. that comes into the arena. She knows. As soon as she hears your feet coming in, she starts kicking the wall. <laughs> she starts biting at the bars. She starts making noise because she knows yep. that mom's going to give her a treat. That's right. Mom's going to give her a treat. Mom You're going to give her that her. treat to get her to stop doing all those nah, things. Mom actually Not gives that you've trained her to do that. No, but she's trained me. No, the honest truth is, is that mare, she gets whatever she wants. I love that dang mare. 
And it's probably, it's, it's weird because I've never been like that with another horse. And I'm very, everyone knows I'm very, very structured. And the mare also knows, though, when she crosses a path, I'll shoot her a look. People have laughed. I've shot her the, mare, you know, unquote, unquote, the mare look. What has she done? Turned and freaked and walked in the back of her stall and stands. And stands there. And stands. Because you can give a horse that same look. It's like, I've had enough. So basically what you're telling Deborah is she needs to establish that she's the lead horse. That's it. It's it's very listen. it's very simple because then they look to you for the leadership, whether it's for a treat or for listening for any other reason. Well, the other thing too is when she's talking about listening to the rapper. Maybe I need to make you move your feet a little more. I don't like to move my feet, dude. I know. Maybe I have to the walk. The only time I move my feet is if it's to walk from the kitchen uh-huh. with a plate of food to the easy chair uh-huh. to eat it and watch TV. Uh, maybe I'm going to have to well, that might be part of our issue here. Maybe I need to. Vibe. I'm going to start working. We're but you know, you got to remember, you got to give me treats too, just like you have forever. Uh, yeah, but she, 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 she really looks forward to seeing me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I look forward to seeing you, especially if you have treats. Oh, okay, all right, all right. Well, the other thing too for Deborah is that sound of the wrapper. Your horse knows what that is. Yes. Something's coming. And whether that's good or whether it's bad, and they pay attention. Mm-hmm. Now I've noticed, Lori, what you do. When you want to get a horse's attention, even if you walk up to the gate of the arena and they're standing out there and they're not looking towards you or paying attention to you, you make a clucking sound. And as soon as they hear that noise, their ears perk up, their head lifts up, and they turn to look to see, does she want something? It's very similar to clicker training. And I, I, you know, people go, oh, clicker training, what's that? Clicker training has been used It's like a Pavlov dog situation. If you haven't looked it up, or we should probably actually do a segment on it, um, it's behavioralist training. It's relating something to it. It's hearing a noise, seeing something, or it's basically like, hey, pay attention. And it's reward for that for that motion. They've been doing this for years. That's how they train those tigers to jump through hoops and all these other things like that. How they've had uh, your marine life animals do tricks and such like that, who they don't communicate with. How they even can train house cats to right. roll over. <laughs> right. They can train. It's all based off of that sound mm-hmm. and knowing something's coming. Correct. So, Deborah, what you need to do before you go out to work with your horse, or as you start to work with your horse, is you need to establish something that is... Pay attention. Pay attention to me. Something's coming. Now, we use clucking for cueing the trot and all that other stuff like that, too. Or for move. Or for move. Move your feet. But it's also, it's just a general noise. Both of us do it. Mm -hmm. And it's interesting because I've heard you walk into the barn, and we'll have, on some days especially during the spring and summer, we'll have eight to ten young people in our barn Mm -hmm. doing different projects. Well, if you've ever had a barn with eight to ten young people in it, especially when the adults have wandered away, it gets noisy. They start arguing, they start, you know, discussions and stuff like that, and they don't hear you. Mm -hmm. And I've noticed you walk in and you make that clucking noise, and all of the kids stop and turn and look. Yep. It's the same thing. Mm -hmm. It's just teaching the horse that something is coming. Whether you like the clucking noise or whether it's a word, Mm -hmm. it's like with me, what I use a lot with the horses is, hey, hey, Mm -hmm. and they turn and they look. I just cluck. Lori just clucks. I can't cluck as loud as she can. So if they're across the the, arena... You you are correct, though. I cluck and kids will... They turn. Oh, yeah. They move. Mm -hmm, move. I've seen you do it to kids in public. I've clucked at 
children in public. And they move. And they move. They get out of your way. They do. The other thing that's funny, too, is you talk to our students. Mm -hmm. Jessica was telling me the other day that she found herself clucking at people at school. Oh, no. <laughs> to get them out of her way. And they moved, didn't they? <laughs> they did. They did. They moved. Well, sometimes that's what, we're, you know, becomes ingrained. You're wearing off on people. <laughs> you know. That's all right. And it's like the parents come in here and go, how do I control my kids? Just cluck at them. Just They'll pay attention. They'll be fine. They know that something's coming. Be that good or be that bad. Exactly. Just cluck you know. at them. I got it. So, well, you know, Lori, we're going to wrap this up here, and I really enjoy the listener questions. I do, too. It's a lot of fun. It gives us a chance to interact with our listeners, and if they have any questions, comments, concerns, suggestions for future shows, topics they'd like us to cover, they can email you where? Lori at hoofbeatswithlori.com. And you always answer your emails. I do. I'm Sometimes a couple that. days late. You know, you, you know, know. Putting Lori on a time schedule is tough to do. It's kind of... There's, there's Lori time. Yes. And I tell you what... Everyone knows. I got I to gotta talk about this before we close this segment. We have we have a couple different farriers that work out here at the farm, and one of them, Dave Gilbertson, <laughs> sent me this photo the other day, and it was this picture of a skeleton sitting in a chair, and underneath it it said, me waiting for Lori in the barn. <laughs> and that put it all in perspective. I've got things to do. I'm working my because butt. You know, if I'm Lori coming. says, I'll be there in a minute, ask anybody. <laughs> I'll be there in a minute. That's 15 minutes. Yes. I'm 10 minutes out. That's 40 minutes. Yeah. I'll be there shortly. You mm. have at least two hours. <laughs> so that's how, that's the time frame for Lori. That's a translation. So that also goes back to our relationship thing, is you have to understand that equestrian women are rarely on time. Mm -hmm. Unless, unless. Unless it's for an air flight. To get to a horse Correct. show, to be at the gate for a horse, class at a horse, a horse show, show, or to judge a, a horse, horse show. You, are ne you know that as well as I do. Those are my golden rules. When is Lori never late? Ho, ho. If we have an important thing that we have to get done, I will send, I'll call up a friend and have them send Lori a contract <laughs> to judge a horse show at a certain date, at a certain time, in a certain location. I will always be early. And she will be early. It, where I blew it was when she got the contract that she had to show up at Walmart at 10 o'clock. Yeah. She wanted to know how she was judging horses at Walmart. Well, that just blew my trust. And therefore, <laughs> we had to start to move his feet again. So, Well, with that, Lori, we're going to take another short break. And when we come back, we're going to wrap up the show. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. Since 1946, C. Jarvis Insurance has proven to be a vanguard in fulfilling the modern horseman's insurance needs. Four generations strong, offering coverage for equine mortality, farm and ranch, personal accident, and more. For 70 years, the C. Jarvis Insurance Agency has been setting benchmarks for service provided with honor and professionalism. Contact Terry and Boggs at 952-210-1535 or TAB at JarvisInsurance.com. Have you ever dreamt of riding a horse? Or do you own a horse and dream of better rides? At Richland Farms Training Center, we can make your equine dreams come true. Our training methods are proven by our clients' success in England, Western, gaming, and riding down the trail. We don't do gimmicks. We build a solid foundation that lasts. Horse training and riding lessons for all levels are available, including therapeutic riding. Visit us on the web at alwayshorses.com or call us at 218-557-8762 to schedule your horse training or riding lesson at Richliano Farms today. Welcome back to Hoof Beats with Lori. Brought to you by Healing Arts Chiropractic, Wapiton, North Dakota, Dr. Garrett Schwinghammer this week. 
We're rekindling America's love affair with a horse one Saturday at a time. I'm Lori Richliano, your host, along with my co-host and husband, Victor Richliano. If you enjoy all things equine, you've come to know this is the place to be. You know, Lori, that was a fun show. Yep. I mean, I realized... I'm I, happy to be back. I didn't realize how much I missed doing these shows. I know. I mean, and it's we sat down so many times to do it, and something would happen, and we never got it done. It's crazy. Yeah. And sometimes you put you have to put your priorities in place. Right. Well, I think this show needs to become a priority, because I enjoy doing it, and based on all of the emails... And letters that we got from listeners, the listeners like it. Yes. Uh, and they look forward There's to it. There's a lot of good horsey info out there we've yep. got to put. And a lot of fun to be had. Absolutely. Yeah, and right now, we're going to wrap things up. We're going to go over some things that are coming up. It's spring. I don't care what the calendar says. It's 40 degrees outside, so to me, that's spring. Put on and put on your flip-flops. We Here are we getting go. ready to enter the season of mud. Yes. Which, that's okay. I'll take the mud. Yes, and it shouldn't be as bad this year. We didn't have a huge amount no, of snow. No, not a huge amount of snow. But our East Minnesota. Coast guys have. They got nailed pretty they good They got this nailed year. good. They got a lot of snow back there. Yeah. You know, and one of the things with spring and summer coming on is those of you that are listening and are interested, we have a working student program here. Mm-hmm. that during the summertime is when we usually expand it. We have a core group of working students. Um, our four over the winter really picked it up and took care of the barn. Yep. Uh, actually, five, six if you count. We had Jessica Miller, Danielle Miller, uh, Tyler Miller, Sam Cruff, mm-hmm. uh, Amber Hasbargan. Mm-hmm. We had Emily. What's Emily's last name? I'm always drawing a blank. Uh, Emily Keller. Keller. That's it. Oh, that is my snack connection. Yeah, you should remember that. That is my snack connection. And she did so good. She comes out on Sundays. Yes. And she brings this little bag. And you rifle through And I rifle through the bag. And she packs extra snacks because she knows I'm going to rifle through the bag. And it was a few Sundays ago I asked her, I said, you know, she goes, well, what do you want? And I said, well, just on that white barrel right there, leave me two granola bars for tomorrow morning. She had these little small granola bars. Yeah. So I walked out there Monday morning, and there were no granola bars. (laughs) So the next Sunday she came, I gave Emily a whole ration of stuff Mm -hmm. about why there were no granola bars. You're like the horse that you're talking about, the horse that bangs the stall. Yeah, I mean, seriously. So, you know, this last week. I probably would have used a squirt ball on you. It was Monday morning. It had been warm over the weekend. Uh It got up into the high 30s. And then Monday, the temperature dropped. Yep. So it said that it was 10 degrees outside when I was going out to take care of the horses, and the real feel was zero. And I'm going, oh, little nippy out. oh I don't want to go do this. It was cold. little nippy out. And I walk into the barn, and sitting on the white barrel are two granola bars. Did it make your day? Oh, it just warmed my heart. I was so happy. I texted her right away. I knew she was in school, but I texted her and said, thank you for the granola bars. You know what? You sound it just... made my day. You know what? You sound just like forever. It makes her day. When, when she gets those treats. treats. I know. That's why I don't argue it. Mm-hmm. But, you know, those are our core group of working students. They mm-hmm. were here all winter. Oh, yeah. And they took phenomenal care of the barn. Oh, yeah. But now in the summertime, we're going to be spending more time out there because the weather's better. We have openings for more working students. Well, see, part of the thing is what we do here at Rich Channel Farms, and I think it's very important, this goes back to training our trainers, our future trainers, is these children have graduated basically to where they're working independently you know of course with our guidance but they are working more independently so now they're going to take on younger mentors correct and we already mentees. have mentees. mentees we have we already have a few of those spots filled mm-hmm. and we are basically um everybody asks us well 
how young can they be? Mm-hmm. Well, that depends. It depends on the maturity level of the child and how well they follow directions. Yes. And the younger the person, the less amount of time they'll spend out here. We have had some younger kids that have come out for two or three hours during a day and then they go home. Mm-hmm. We also have had some kids that come out here and they get dropped off at seven o'clock in the morning. They bring a lunch with them and mom and dad pick them up at six o'clock in the evening or seven o'clock in the evening. And that's fine. They can spend all day here. They are going to work. Mm -hmm. That's why it's called a working student. They're going to clean tack. They're going to, we've got, yeah, well, Jessica Miller has got it on her schedule this year. She says that my jumps, well, my jumps are in disarray. Right. So she's taking on that lead. So she's already interviewing little mentees going, okay, can this one, you know, can can you work a sander? Can you work a sander? If you can work a sander and a paintbrush, then yeah. Jessica's going to work with you because she wants to get those things done. But the neat part about the working student program is that you do get to ride. Yes. Uh, the time that you put in earns credits towards riding lessons. And if you're the lucky one when Lori's getting done riding a horse, if she sees you wandering by, she'll say, you want to cool this one off? Yeah, well, you know, there's a problem with that, Lori. <laughs> and that's that I'll be out in the barn and I'll be working on a project. Yes. And I'll have several kids young people out there helping me with the project Mm -hmm. and i will turn around and when i turn back they're gone and for at the beginning there i thought they were just being bad and leaving Mm -hmm. then i realized they're timing you Mm -hmm. and they know about how long you're going to work each horse based on that horse's level of training you know what those are smart kids they'll come because it's you don't send for anybody it's whoever's walking by right so they all go, and you could see them shuffling for position, mm-hmm. and they're trying, because they can't, if they're standing there waiting, you're not going to ask no, them. No, I won't. So what they'll do is they'll have something that they have to do, and they'll try and time it, and they'll sit there, and all of a sudden the arena gate opens, and they'll walk over towards the hay barn like they're going to get something. Right. And if you're done, you'll say, hey, do you want to cool this horse down? But if you're not, you can see the depression in their face <laughs> as they walk and their shoulders slump as they go and stand in the hay barn. That's and then the next child in line part of the game. will try and time it. And walk through the arena, hoping that they're hitting the timing correctly. Hey, it's, that's the game. That's the you game. Know, Make them move their so feet. Besides being able to ride a lot of horses, uh, you can work and earn credits towards riding lessons, mm-hmm. which some families, especially after COVID, because a lot of people lost their jobs, yeah. incomes were down, and riding lessons are a luxury. Right. And granted, we need to eat, mm-hmm. and but we do the best that we can to make situations where young people can earn their riding lessons we're, we're all about you know do this you get that and it normally ends up being that the parents will pay an extremely reduced fee mm-hmm. for the riding lesson and the child has worked to get the rest of the riding lesson because mm-hmm. that can add up and it's nice it does teach them about the value of work right and it's great so if they're interested in that they can email you where Lori at hoofbeeswithlaurie.com and we are located close to like say the Wapiton, North Dakota Fargo North Dakota uh, kind of in the middle Minnesota. between the two yeah, we uh, we're a little are. bit farther away from Fargo-Moorhead area. Not much. About we're about 30, 30 minutes yeah, south. 30 minutes south. We're about 18 miles north of uh, Breckenridge-Wapiton area. Right. So that puts us, if you're in Rothsay, if you're in Kent, I mean, we've had people all the way from Lidgerwood oh, yeah. that have come out here to, to work. Oh, yeah. I mean, I've had, I've had a lot of, I mean, some, some students do travel over an hour to get here, and right. that's... And it's a lot of fun. Uh, you need to make sure that you bring a lunch for the day if you're going to mm-hmm. be here for the day. 
Uh, we have a barbecue where we'll throw burgers and stuff on, those type of things. And it's a lot of fun. The kids, it's a good little group. It's kind of like a little day camp. And speaking of day like camps. Like you will work. Yeah, well, speaking of day camps, we also have some potential things that we're looking at this year, too. Is right. There... We have some camps that are coming up. Uh, most of those will be run through the Wilkin County 4-H. And we're looking at doing those this year. So if you're interested in those, you can contact us again at Lori at hoofbeatswithlori.com. And send an email there, and we can set you up with that. We're also going to be doing some horse socials for 4-H this year, mm -hmm. which is basically people coming here, and it's like a big potluck with people that are interested in horses. And you can be able to ride in the round pen, the indoor arena, and they get the some, outdoor arena. And they get some instruction. Trail riding. Yeah. Uh, there will be uh, more knowledgeable people. Lori and I will be here. Uh, Robin and Taylor will be here. There's a lot of people within the horse community that have knowledge that they're willing to share with you. And if you just want to get on your horse and go for a trail ride, there are plenty of places off the farm where you can ride without worrying about running into traffic. Yeah, there's a lot of CR CRP like land. CRP so. land, a lot of gravel roads, a lot of places just to go have a nice ride on your horse. Mm -hmm. And so we're going to be doing some of those there. Hoofbeats for Healing, we're going to be doing some virtual fundraising this year. Um, that's very important. We are running low on funds. What Hoofbeats for Healing does is our equine assisted therapy program for children and adults that can't afford the entire amount of the equine assisted therapy, they can apply for grants through Hoofbeats for Healing and Hoofbeats for Healing will pay that extra money that they don't have. Now, um, the thing that's nice about that is it works really well. We've had great results. Our counselors uh, are out here. They work through uh, Birchwood in uh, Breckenridge, and they do a great job. Uh, it works really well, but we need the funding to be able to keep doing that. And with COVID, we haven't been able to do any in-person fundraising. All right, I do miss that. But it's we're going to do some virtual stuff, plus the spring and summer. I think we've come up so, with some ways to work within the COVID guidelines that the CDC has set down to where we can do some in-person things. And they are they are starting to lighten a little bit on that, so we'll right. see how it goes. Let's just see how it goes. We're going to do some meet and greets with the horses, uh, photo opportunities with them. If you want to have pictures taken with them, we're talking about doing maybe some family birthday parties or that type of stuff where they have access to a couple horses for pony rides, those type of things with all of the proceeds going towards Hoofbeats for Healing uh, and taking care of that. Now, besides the Working Student Program, we are head launching into our, um, our intern program here at Richlano Farms, which are people that are interested in getting into equine assisted therapy. You come in and you spend one day working with the horses and you spend a second day uh, working with the counselors during therapy sessions, and you're learning to become an equine specialist. And we can explain more about that to you if you want to send us an email where? Lori at hoofbeatswithlori.com. This is really good for, like, say, I, this is actually kind of structured really well for those high school students who are thinking about getting into the um, psychological degrees and et cetera like that, that they want to become a counselor or something. That's those. That's what, what this is actually generated towards. It kind of gives them a little stepping stone of like what it's like to be a counselor, what it's like to get in the psychological fields. And But we're using animal-assisted therapy along with it. And because that is really, it's important. What we see, and you'll, with our counseling sessions, they, they do definitely see this, how the horse can mirror their emotions. So it gives the counselor another way to evaluate and to help the the patient 
Yeah, it's it's a great program, and uh, we've had a lot of people that have come through that program and gone on to do other things with it. It's a great thing to put on your resumes when you're going to college, those type of things. Now, also here, besides those two programs, we're also looking for volunteers all the time. You know, families, you're looking for something to do, especially during COVID, where you can be safe. And if you want to call us up and come out and spend a day brushing horses, cleaning tack, helping with yard work, just to get outside with your family in a different environment from being locked up from where we've been for the last months and months and months, please give us a call at 218-557-8762. That is our farm line. We normally don't get to answer that because it's in the lounge in the barn. I think is one of the only places that it rings. But we do pick up the messages every day and we will call you back. Or they can email you where? Lori at hoofbeesedlori.com. You know, and uh, volunteers are always, always welcome. Right, we do we, take that. We do that all the time. Well, you know, with that, Lori, with the weather warming up, I'm going to head out to the barn and start making a list of things for our volunteers to do. There's a lot to get done. So I'm out of here. Happy trails. Happy trails.